Hello, my name is Ben Schluter, and welcome to the Week 5 Recap and Week 6 Picks and All for the NFL and for college football. Uh, it's me, it's Ben Schluter. It's not a normal episode, it's obviously the spin-off episode before the regular episode. Uh, we'll see how the regular episode works this week, what it's going to be about. Uh, there are many topics it could be on in sports or stuff. I don't really know yet. We'll figure it out as we go, but considering tonight is Thursday, and even though there's no Thursday night football this week, I do have the plan of always having an episode of like a recap for the things on Thursday. So, let's get this going by starting with the Eliminator Challenge from last week. Um, I picked the Ravens to beat the Bengals, and I was right. So now, who do I pick for the upcoming week? Well, there really aren't that many games that could make sense. I mean, there's one. 40% of people have picked the Dolphins to beat the Jets. To which I would say, yeah, yeah. So, in case you're wondering, I'm staking that on the Jets losing to the Dolphins. Now let's look back at last week. Now, in week four, I had 11 picks correct. Out of, um, well, I missed one, two, three, and four picks. Week five, I missed one, two, three, four, five. Huh. I did just as well, but got two fewer points because of uh, cancellation, which means I actually did worse. So let me go through the games. First off, I had the Bucks beating the Bears. I was wrong about that one. As were most people, turns out Nick Foles has this one weird god-tier thing, and that's beating Tom Brady, which is weird. He's only done it twice out of the two times he's played him. So, that's not, that's not, like, weird at all. Brady forgot what down it was, and I didn't watch the game, by the way, uh, because reasons. I just didn't think it was going to be good, and it turned out to be something that I really should have watched as a Saints fan, because, you know, lol bucks. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, oh, Tampa, how you always, always, always find ways to do amazing things. You know the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the only team to beat the 98 Vikings in the regular season? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's really crazy. Um, This is... That's one of those things. Bucks are a weird franchise. You know, in the 1970s, they had a 26-game losing streak and an appearance in the NFC Championship. And they were founded in 1976. They did both of those in the same decade. Because reasons. You know, they were a member of the AFC in their first year. Yeah, member of the AFC, I believe AFC West. And the Seahawks were in the NFC West. And then they flip-flopped for reasons. That doesn't matter. Here's what matters. I picked the Panthers to beat the Falcons. No duh. See, here's the thing. Carolina, they're a decent team. Matt Rule is a good head coach. They have a really good offensive coordinator. I can vouch. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was just me uh, remembering we had the greatest football team of all time. Because, uh, you know, we had the greatest football team of all time. And I got to experience it. And then the world went to hell. Um, and the Panthers decided we should hire the guy who made the offense there as our offensive coordinator. He might be good. He's good. 
Turns out that when the Panthers lost Christian McCaffrey, they actually didn't lose a lot of production because Miles Davis decided, yeah, I can play football really well. Really well. Hey, does anybody remember Jonathan Stewart? Because I'm him, kind of. I, don't, I always get confused between the uh, two-headed monster of D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart because it's like, I don't exactly remember back that far and they both kicked our asses a lot. So that was a thing. So, yeah. Dan Quinn got fired. They fired the GM. The Falcons cleaned house, basically, which was exactly what they needed to do. Exactly right. They made the right moves right there. Dan Quinn should have probably been fired at the end of last season, but because of the incredibly crazy run the Falcons went on at the end of the season, where they ended up beating the Saints, I was there for that game. So I still have the nightmares. Thank God the only thing anybody remembers from that game is that Michael Thomas had a catch that no one else was going to get. One of the best catches I've ever seen in person. But yeah, that happened. And then they beat the 49ers. So Dan Quinn somehow kept his job, obviously. And then, I didn't know this, by the way, the Falcons hadn't changed their GM for 12 years. Like, I mean, I don't keep up with the Falcons that much. I just, like, watch them play football. And I haven't really been into front office and all. Uh for up to, like, maybe two years ago when I started really getting into football. And, like, I was always into football, but not, like, to the level I kind of am now, even though I don't watch every game because I'm not buying Sunday ticket and I don't have time. Anyway, not important, because what is important is that, remember when I said that I picked the Ravens to beat the Bengals in my Eliminator Challenge? I did the same thing in my pigskin pick them, and it ended up working out for me. Yeah, they won 27-3. to uh, Joe Burrow got his ass kicked all over the place. What a shock. The Ravens have a really good defense. They have this really good rookie uh, linebacker. His name is Patrick Queen. He's really good. I know because I've seen him play in person. Uh, Patrick Queen, by the way, is an incredible player. um, And his development just is like, whoa. To give you some perspective, Patrick Queen was the guy behind Michael Divinity last year. Um, He wasn't really... I hadn't really heard of him before the Michael Divinity thing. Basically, one of our best roving linebackers just left the team because of conduct issues and all. Uh, So Patrick Queen had to step up. And did he step up? That guy was probably coming back for his senior season if that doesn't happen. But no, he comes in. His first major start is the Alabama game. And he gets an interception towards the end of the first half that sets up a touchdown to put LSU up 20. He balled out the rest of the year. The one major like gripe I had with him is that he accidentally had the ball come off his hands in the Florida game or the Auburn game. I think both of them actually, which led to touchdowns, but it's like, yeah, we still won those games and he still played really well. He went from guy you probably wouldn't have heard of, guy who would have come back for his senior season and then we would have seen this, to no first round pick that the Saints... Actually, the Saints did not need to pick him. I'm actually coming around on the Cesar Ruiz pick. Um, Personally, I think it was a good move considering the injuries we've had. Raiders and Chiefs. I don't think anybody could have seen what the Raiders did. Like, did anybody see that coming? Especially in the middle of the game? Like, the Chiefs just fell apart? What happened? What did the Raiders do? I mean, look, maybe their, like, Vegas thing is just, you know luck. Like, they have way more luck now that they're in Vegas. They just get that kind of stupidity. I don't know what it is, but they got lucky in that game. They got breaks. Mahomes made bad throws. Um, 
and they won. Raiders are a decent team. I feel like they could be a sleeper to get the seven, uh, but it'll be difficult. Rams and Washington had the Rams winning that one. There, by the way, if you hear that in the background, yeah, I live right by a freaking fire station because I don't get anything. I sleep at night somehow. Rams, Washington, speaking of guys that can't sleep very well, Dwayne Haskins, because he didn't get his starting spot. He became the third string quarterback for that game, and he might get traded. Do I think it's fair? I don't think it was fair for him to be the third string quarterback, but I know why he was probably the third string quarterback. Uh, Because of that whole Alex Smith. Look, Rams won, dominated every single part of that game. Washington needs to build, especially on the O-line. Because it has nothing going for them there. But, does any of that really matter? Alex Smith took snaps as a starting quarterback in this game. Grant, okay. First things first, uh, Kyle Allen, I saw the hit that he took that got him knocked out. Yeah, you're stupid for taking that hit. Because that's what gets you injured. That's what a dumb rookie or dumb young player does. You cannot take those hits. When we get to talking about college, I'll talk about a bad, dumb hit uh, that ended up hurting. Uh, And yeah, Alex Smith got, well, frankly, trampled and kept getting hit. But he took the hits and he stood up. And, like, can we just give him Comeback Player of the Year award now? Because no one else is going to win it. Like, is there anyone you want to give... Who can, Who else deserves the award? Who else can have the award? I don't care if this is the only time that Alex Smith plays all year. He's alive. First, he is alive because he nearly died on the football field. Second of all, he has both his legs, because they could have had to amputate his leg. Third of all, he's walking. Period. Fourth of all, he's healthy. Like, period, in any normal sense of the word. Fifth of all, he is in shape enough to play in the NFL. I mean... There has never been a situation that I have seen where a guy has been able to do that. It's absolutely remarkable, and it's a sheer, it's a feat of um, everything that we as human beings can do to help other human beings. And even though it's just the world of sports, it shows also how the world of medicine can work things out. And during a pandemic, seeing how medicine can do things like that to help someone who nearly died... That's a really nice way for me to feel. It's like one of the few good things that I've seen. Uh, you know, there's really nothing there but, like, just happiness, I guess. I didn't watch the game, but seeing that made me happy. Cardinals beat the Jets. Yeah, I should have picked the Cardinals, shouldn't I? I really should have picked the Cardinals to beat the Jets. Let's talk about the Jets for a little bit. People don't want to talk about the Jets because the Jets are a dumpster fire right now. Now... I really don't think anything else can be said about that, actually. Uh, The Jets are a dumpster fire. They just cut Le'Veon Bell. He was the only running back they really had. You know know who could really use a running back like Le'Veon Bell right now? Uh, The New York Jets. They could really use a running back like Le'Veon Bell right now. Now, it begs the question. Not only could they use a running back like Le'Veon Bell, they probably didn't want to cut him. They being front office guys. There are only two people who wanted Le'Veon gone from this organization. Either Le'Veon wanted gone from this organization, um, first, I should say, like, the catalyst for him getting released, 
or even being on the trading block, and Adam Gase. Did Adam Gase have a power trip, not want to deal with Le'Veon Bell and kick him to the curb after not being able to find a trade partner, or did Le'Veon Bell not want to deal with Adam Gase's bullshit and say, screw it, I'm out of here? The three teams, by the way, he said he'd rather play for are the next three teams the Jets have to play. I am not kidding with you. The three teams he put on his list. I think, like, Dolphins, Bills, something, something. Like, he intentionally wants to stick it to the Jets, because the Jets are terrible. My goodness gracious, the Jets are an absolute train wreck of an organization. They might be the biggest train wreck of an organization to represent the uh, New York City metropolitan area. And that's including the Mets and the Knicks. And those two are clown shows. But the Jets right now are taking the cake. Because... And then you have the Do you know who the last professional football team was to win a football game? Professional football game at MetLife Stadium? You know who the last one was? The New York Guardians of the XFL. Sadness and failure. That's what the Jets are right now. You firing Adam Gase isn't enough. Because you never should have hired him in the first place. You hiring Adam Gase set your team back years. And it already wasn't in a good spot. This is your worst coaching hire ever, and you hired Rich Kotite. You'd rather have Rich Kotite right now, wouldn't you? Because at least he didn't go possibly 0-16. Now, do I think the Jets will go 0-16? No, that's very difficult to pull off. There is a reason why uh, it's very rare for a team to even win just one game. The Jets are one of the very few franchises, though, who have pulled that off. So, not out of their wheelhouse. They are the worst team in professional football right now. And I believe that the 2019 LSU Tigers could beat them by 10. Right now? Like, you take all those guys, you take them, you put them at their prime, you put them with everything there, they're that much better. That's what I feel. They're that bad. Uh... Eagles and Steelers. That was a long one. Uh, so the Steelers won. Boy, did you let that game get out of hand. Because I got to watch the last few minutes of it because of bonus coverage. Uh, Steelers, you had a lead, right? You know how to keep one, right? No? Because the Eagles just drove down on you. Carson Wentz had all the time in the world. You made Carson Wentz look pretty decent when he's looked pretty bad all year. Uh, also, uh, rookie dude. Nice job with your four touchdowns. Bro, whoa. That's incredible. Steelers have talent. I cannot wait for the first Steelers-Ravens game. Whenever that is. Jaguars and Texans. I missed this one because I picked the Jags over the Texans. uh, Because, you know, I didn't know how the Texans would look with their first game without idiot. I'm sorry, Bill O'Brien. Although, am I really saying anything different? But no, it turns out when you get rid of the biggest cancer your franchise has ever seen, and your franchise isn't even... Their franchise is younger than me. Which is really freaky for me. Because it's like, wait, I'm older than this franchise. Oh my god. Oh my god. You've made stupider decisions than I have. Like, I know where I was two years ago, and okay, I was making just about a stupid decision, let's be honest. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with myself. I was making about as stupid a decision as hiring Bill O'Brien as my general manager. Uh, but that's completely separate personal topic. Texans decide to kick him to the curb. He was fighting with 
J.J. Watt. When J.J. Watt starts fighting with somebody, you know there's a problem. Because J.J. Watt is overall a pretty great guy who doesn't fight with people. Really good teammate. Everybody says it. I think that was the one where it was like, okay, Bob, Bill O'Brien, get out now. And so they kicked him out. And then the Texans came out, balled out, won 30-14. Um, uh, can someone explain to me, though, what the heck happened on that fourth and one where you just completely... What did you do there, te- uh, Jaguars? What was that? I don't know. Just the worst I've ever seen. Dolphins and 49ers. Okay. So, let's talk. 49ers. What happened? How? What happened? I missed this pick. I think most people missed this pick. At least on ESPN, 89 to 11%. Uh, how did the Dolphins absolutely steamroll you? I'm asking this question because I never saw the game. So I don't know what happened. When C.J. Beathard has to come in for Jimmy Garoppolo, that's not a good sign. And I don't think it was injury related because the game ended 43-17. It's like, who hurt you? I think, I think that there's a reason though that this whole thing happened. It wasn't a who hurt you. No, you see, Fitzception. It's happening again. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, how magical a man this is. Did you know that he's top 20 now? I believe he's top 20 in career passing yards. He's played in the league so long that he has to have at this point. I mean, that is also, like, the reason uh, that, who's it? Like, Kerry Collins is a 40,000-yard passer for a reason. Uh, I think so is Vinny Testaverde, who... I could do an entire talk on why Vinny Testaverde could be a Hall of Famer. It's just that he never started enough. But he's like one of the best quarterbacks that will never make the Hall of Fame. Separate topic. So, Fitception is a concept created by Urinating Tree, who is a great sports YouTuber uh, who just... He makes funnies. And he coined the term to refer to how Ryan Fitzpatrick is just random magic and poop. You see, Ryan Fitzpatrick first played a game in the NFL as a member of the St. Louis Rams. They were playing the Houston Texans. He was their third string quarterback. He came in because both, I think the starting quarterback, Mark Bulger, had been injured, so he was now the backup, and then the starting quarterback for that game went down or had just been playing so terribly because the Texans had a huge lead. Fitzpatrick managed to lead the Rams to a comeback victory. It is the largest blown lead in the history of the Houston Texans. Fitzpatrick jumped around the league several times. When he has no expectations on his shoulders, like when he was in Buffalo, he performs to a level that you never expect. Um, I was there for the ultimate moment of Fitzception. Bucks Saints 2018 home opener and season opener. The Bucks come out, and they beat the Saints 48-40 to in a game that was not as close as the scoreboard indicated. He absolutely torches the Saints defense, which ends up actually being a pretty decent defense that year, um, at least in the second half. And the only reason it was 48-40 to is because somehow the Saints managed to stage this really late garbage time quote-unquote comeback. 
uh, to bring the game within some respectability, but they kicked our asses the whole game. The next week, he does the same thing. You might remember this because that was the week where Ryan Fitzpatrick came out in Deshaun Jackson's clothes, and then you know what happened the next week? Absolutely clobbered. Absolutely clobbered by the Steelers. Because once you put a bunch of expectations on his shoulders, he collapses. But when you have zero faith in Ryan Fitzpatrick, he will go off. That is one of those times. This was one of those games where it was like, oh, you have absolutely zero faith in me. Magic time. And then he magics. Ryan Fitzpatrick should be in the Hall of Fame for the memes. Colton Browns. Okay, Browns, can someone please explain to me how you are 4-1? and one? How are you 4-1? and one? What are you doing at 4-1? and one? None of this makes any sense. Colts, you lost. Also, Browns had to send home OBJ because of an illness. They never specified what the illness was, but maybe it's, maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's not. We will find out, won't we? The Giants and the Cowboys in what I would have to call the dumbest game ever. Because of the whole... Okay, first of all, Dak went down with an injury. I can't put into words how much it pings me to see that. Um, I didn't watch the injury, thankfully, live. You know, try not to watch it. I still kind of saw it, but I didn't see how bad it was, so I'm lucky. And just... Yeah, that is terrible. I have no hatred towards Dak Prescott, even though he did torch LSU that one time. I mean, heck, he's a Louisiana kid. I say kid. He's older than me. You get the point. Uh, He's from here. Got no hate in my uh, heart for that guy. I hope that he has a speedy recovery, because right now he's not in a good situation. Like, financially, and in terms of, like, his health. Because... I know that you think, like, football players are paid bajillions of dollars. They don't need that much money. The difference is that you're not being uh, forced to retire because of the sport at, like, 35. A normal person retires at 65. A quarterback might have to retire at 30 because of injuries, and those medical bills will then start to add up. And then, if you don't have health care... Because there's reasons why we why the NFL had strikes in the 80s, and it was for pensions, which is for players like that. And not even for star players, for guys that you've never heard of that play in the league for like two or three years and then never play again, and they're in their mid-20s. So they have to restart like basically their entire lives. Those guys deserve to have something for playing such a brutal sport. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I believe the NFL strikes were totally justified because uh, they were labor strikes and labor strikes are pretty much always justified because they're workers working for... We're not going to get into the politics of that. Anyway, Dak's in a very limbo situation with this contract. He is on a franchise tag right now. Uh, I don't know how much... I think he's guaranteed his money for this year, but it was looking like he may not be re-signed for the next year. And he would have to go through free agency. And, um, you know, it's very rare for, even though he's a star quarterback, not many teams are going to want to try that. Drew Brees went through sort of a similar situation where he had one of those injuries you may not necessarily come back from. Uh, and only two teams wanted him. And one team said, 
we don't think he's got but a 25% chance of being able to play at full health. By the way, Nick Saban is not the reason why Drew Brees did not play in Miami. Nick Saban had no control over what the doctors said. The doctors did the uh, tests on him and said, look, we just don't think it's reasonable to do it and, you sh- and we cannot clear him. So they couldn't clear him. That's all to say, Andy Dalton being your backup isn't really that bad an option now, is it? I mean, honestly. Oh no! Who is our backup quarterback? The all-time passing yardage leader for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. He holds, like, basically every important franchise record for the Bengals. Oh. Okay. Um, we're in good hands. Really? Could you ask to be in any better hands? It was like... Oh no, we don't have Joe Montana. Who's our backup, Steve Young? Oh, we're fine. We are fine. Yes. Dalton did it. Somehow got the most beautiful throw to the most beautiful catch I've seen to set up the game-winning field goal. And frankly, for the first time in my life, I actually didn't hate that the Cowboys won. Uh, actually, no. Not the first time in my life. Hehe, <laughs> Falcons. But, yeah. Vikings and Seahawks on Sunday night. That was an interesting one. I had the Seahawks winning it. And uh, how was that game close? How was that game anywhere close? Seahawks, what the heck were you doing? Really? 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 Those are all I really need to say about it. But you know what? Russell Wilson got to work his magic at the end, and he did so, and it was cool. Uh, Saints and Chargers, I have an entire episode about that, um, but I'll give you the recap of what's important. So, Chargers now have this whole situation what with the fact that they have a bye week now because of the NFL had to shuffle around a lot of shit because of COVID because they didn't have a plan, it turns out. Saints won the game. Uh, we're down 20-3 to three, uh, right before the half. Uh, Breeze engineered a touchdown drive at the end of the half. Saints looked pretty terrible, like the most of the first half. Uh, defense looked bad. Uh, offense couldn't get anything going. Breeze was throwing behind receivers. He threw a terrible pick. Uh, but then he just got his mojo going. Uh, Saints ended up getting lucky because the first touchdown of the game was followed by a missed extra point that the Chargers had it. Um, that ended up meaning a lot because the game went into overtime because the Saints had to kick two field goals instead of scoring one touchdown. If we went for the game-tying touchdown... Uh, we'd have had to have a two-point conversion. Uh, but we didn't need it. Hooray! It was good. Uh, Michael Thomas didn't play because he got into a fight with C.J. Gardner-Johnson for some reason in practice, which is something that's not like him at all. Um, let me rephrase that. Not like him in person, but on Twitter, yeah, he'll throw hands. And look, I don't know why it was. I hope that he doesn't do it again. Maybe it was just lashing out, you know, not having played for a little while. I don't know what happened. It's none of my business. It's none of your business, frankly, because he's a human being. He can make mistakes. It's allowed to happen. As long as he learns from them, that's what's important. And that's what I hope for, and that's what I hope for from most people. That when you make a mistake like that, if it's your first one, you take from that what you need not do next time. And what you need to work on. Saints have a bye week coming up, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, and then you got the Bills and the Titans, and I picked the Bills to win that one. I was wrong. I was wrong by a lot. Turns out the team that hadn't been in their facility for, what, 17 days ended up winning the game by uh, 
42 to 16 margin, which is Scoragami. It's beautiful, isn't it? It was it's so beautiful. Yeah, Titan Titans. Wow. Just I didn't expect them to win that game at all. Alrighty. So now it is week six. It's time for Ben to make his picks. Now there's no Thursday night game this week. Um so Falcons and Vikings. I'm picking the Vikings. We'll see how well that goes. Bears and Panthers. Um trying to remember if the Bears, I think the Panthers are just a better team. I don't know what the heck it is with the Bears. They're weird. They're four and one. They are not four and one. Like, like their record is four and one. They're not a four and one team. They're not playing like a four and one team. They're playing like a three and two or a two and three team. Like their record isn't that far off, but like they should not be like having the wins they do. They're an okay, mediocre team at best. Uh, Colts and Bengals. Colts, you have to win this one. The Bengals suck. Steelers, Browns. I can't believe I have to say this. Browns, Steelers is going to be really good. It's going to be insanely good. I think the Steelers will win it. Because the Browns are like... We'll see about that. Patriots, Broncos. Patriots. Patriots should win that one. Uh, Lions and Jaguars... I got the Lions winning that one. I feel like they're just a little bit better of a team than the Jags. Texans and Titans. 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 Uh, 42 to 16 should tell you enough. And we'll see if that even is. Uh, Washington and New York. Ooh, the Giants, I should specify. Um, This will be a tough one because both of these teams are garbage. They're both terrible. Honestly. It's a race for... I don't know who the heck's going to win the uh, NFC East, but they're not going to do it with seven wins, are they? Or they, they'll they barely do it with seven wins. They might do it with seven wins. They might go seven, eight, and one. But that would only be the Eagles. Like, I'm saying the Eagles could randomly pull out a stretch, but I don't think it, it happens. It'll be really funny. I... I hope you laugh along with me as I watch the NFC East, which is just hilarious. Washington and New York. I have picked Washington out of flipping a non-existent coin. Ravens, Eagles, Ravens by like 15. Jets, Dolphins. I already picked the Dolphins. Uh, Packers, Bucks. Packers are a better team. Come on, it's not that hard. Rams, 49ers. Rams. Who'd have thought that the 49ers would be 2-3 and three at this point? Granted, who also would have thought that Jimmy Garoppolo would have gotten injured? Granted, who'd have thought that Jimmy G being injured and then basically sending their taxi squad would still manage to beat the New York Giants? Well, okay, it was a New York Giants squad without Saquon Barkley, so eh, maybe. Chiefs, Bills. We'll see if that game even gets played. Um, And that's a Monday night matinee. Uh... Because it's scheduled for 4 o'clock Central on Fox. And I have to specify Central because I live in Central and it always says 5 o'clock for Eastern. And then you got the call. Let's try that again. The Cardinals and the Cowboys are rekindling the old NFC East rivalry pre-2002. Yes, that was a thing. Uh, I don't really know. Will the Cowboys be able to do it with Dalton? 
or will they not? My guess is that the Cardinals win it, but they don't win it in a very convincing one. I think it may come down to who has the ball last. Um, Could possibly even go into overtime. Uh, But I think it'll be an okay-ish game. We'll see how Andy Dalton looks. Uh, And yeah, if the Cardinals win, as I predict them to, I believe the game will end 24-21. to And that has been the NFL Talk. Oh, but that's only half the pie. Now it's time to talk about college football. First of all, let us not talk about the fact that Louisiana State University managed to lose to Missouri 45-41. to Let us talk about the fact that they managed to do that while having a banged-up quarterback in the second half. So, before we even go over my picks from last week, I gotta talk about one thing that's come to light since I did the two-point conversion on Sunday. Uh, well... And another thing that's happened. So first of all, uh, there will not be a two-point conversion this week because there isn't a football game being played this week. The LSU-Florida game has been postponed due to an outbreak in Gainesville. Uh, Yeah, remember how Florida had no defense? I never mentioned that. Florida has no defense. We'll get into that. Uh, Turns out, yeah, they really don't have a defense. Dan Mullen, by the way, was saying, we need to have uh, totally full stadiums. And then his team has an outbreak, and I'm like, is that not karma? Like, is that karma coming along telling you to shut up? Because I feel like that's kind of karma. But that's just me, person, who believes that sometimes people need to shut up. That was bad. It wasn't the first game canceled, granted. The first game canceled this week, or, I'm sorry, postponed to December 12th. We'll see if that even happens. Uh, was the Missouri-Vanderbilt game. And this is not necessarily a bad thing. It's especially not necessarily a bad thing because it turns out Miles Brennan wasn't going to play against Florida. He got banged up on a hit towards the end of the first half. Um, I mentioned the hit, I believe, in that episode. And, yeah, it turns out it really hit him hard. So he, I think he was bruised. He played the entirety of the second half. But that makes me think that I understand now maybe why they didn't want to run a QB sneak. They were worried that Brennan was going to get injured and not be able to play at all for the rest of the game. Because um, it's a four-point game. If you kick, So if you score the touchdown and kick the extra point, you're up three. They just need to kick a field goal in order to go to overtime. So it's theoretically possible that you would have to play overtime and you don't want to risk losing your quarterback. So now, looking at that, I totally understand them not doing a QB sneak. They didn't want to risk Miles' health. Granted, he still kept getting hit, and I think at one point he did leave the, uh... He went across the line of scrimmage, not because he was necessarily being pressured, but it looked kind of like a run, um, which was not smart. But that really did not look good, and we have two true freshmen. Uh, something Polk, Chris Polk, and TJ Finley, I remember now. Uh, so they were taking 50-50 reps in practice, and they're still going to take reps, and we'll see where Brennan is. But... Yeah, this is not a good sign. Is this what I expected? Mm, right around this time, it kind of feels like it. And we're not the only team that's being impacted right now. Nick Saban has it. Uh, and what's interesting to note, by the way, is that A&M almost certainly has cases. Texas A&M almost certainly has cases of COVID, and they're not reporting them. Because this was on, I think it was Friday of last week, that... Florida players reported having sniffles, 
And, uh, but they thought it was just allergies. And look, for me, like, I'm even getting, I'm getting checked out soon, uh, just because, like, I've had them, but I also sometimes get them because it's pretty cold in this place. It just happens that way. Not important. What is important is that they then played a football game, and, and these guys, you have to do contact tracing, right? Well, I can name you some guys that probably came into contact with those players. They're in a college station right now, gearing up for a football game. They need to do some testing, and they're probably suppressing results, because they almost certainly have a positive case. At least one, if not more. There's no way that I could see them not having any positive cases. Like, maybe it's just a handful, but still, you need to talk about it. You need to come out with it. It's not good-looking. Um, yeah. So, anyway, off of the COVID talk, uh, I got seven points last week, which means I missed two games. The first game I missed was the Florida A&M game, because, first of all, I didn't know this, Florida doesn't have a defense, not just against COVID, but against football teams. They gave up 41 points. They have now given up over 100 points in their first three games. The last time they did this was in 1917. That year, they scored six points and gave up 175. It's been over 100 years since they've done this. That's not a good sign. Isn't that crazy, though? Um, I had the Georgia-Tennessee game correct. Uh, 44-21 victory snaps the nation's longest winning streak by a Power 5 team. Uh, and so, yeah, that's... I didn't really watch the game. I didn't watch any real football games after the LSU game because I had some sanity. And it was taken from me after that game. You had Texas and Oklahoma. And I had Oklahoma winning it. The game went into overtime, though. Uh, triple overtime. Or, no, quadruple overtime, I think. And it 53-45, to 45, which was a wow. Here's the thing. The refs blew it. Oh, they blew it hard. What did they blow? They gave Texas an extra 46 seconds in the game. Texas ended up scoring a touchdown with fewer than 46 seconds on the clock, meaning that it mattered. It mattered in the end. Yes. Big 12 officials uh, came out and they acknowledged the whole thing. And yes, in the end, Oklahoma won. But if Texas had won that, that would have been suspect. That would have been very suspicious. That would have been very bad. But, luckily, Oklahoma won, and we're not with that weird quagmire of a situation. Uh, you had Virginia Tech, and you had North Carolina. Okay, North Carolina, what are you doing? Why are you being this good? How are you being this good? I don't know what it is. Matt Brown said he had some uh, unfinished business. This is some unfinished business? Oh, God. Excuse me for having to take a drink and for me not editing it. But I've got a lot of shit to do today. Yeah. North Carolina scored 56 points. Virginia Tech managed to put up a fight for not having a bunch of players. What, 17 players? And, like, I think it was only a handful of starters. But they put up a real fight. Put up 45 points. UTSA and BYU. That was a game? That was a game. Okay. BYU only managed to win by 7. Now, what makes that interesting? 
what makes it interesting is who's quarterbacking UTSA. A guy named Noel, not Noel, but Lowell Narcisse. He was a quarterback for LSU, but he transferred to UTSA. Uh, it would have been interesting had he played the first game here in Tiger Stadium, because, you know, it's a nice homecoming. And we'd have probably slaughtered them by, like, 30. Or who knows, because UTSA almost beat BYU. BYU, number 15. Uh, I missed the Kansas State-TCU game pick. I had TCU, Kansas State won. That was a coin toss for me. I had no idea who was going to win it. Turns out, K-State. And now TCU's lost another wide receiver to a grad... Uh, who's transferring. Just like they keep losing players left and right. Transfers. Lol. Hey, look, Clemson beat Miami 42-17. to My pick was 52-14. to I was wrong. But let's talk about one small moment. Clemson has the ball for the last play of the game. But they are 61 yards away from a field goal. If they were to kick the ball, it would be a 61-yard field goal. Davo Sweeney thinks, my kicker can make that and sends out his field goal unit. His kicker cannot make that. It is instead blocked and returned for a touchdown in the greatest moment of ha 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 I've seen in a long time. Because, Dabo, you deserve to have that kick blocked against you. You lined up for a 61-yard field goal. You're stupid. Um, your QB can almost certainly throw a Hail Mary that far. You're stupid. And at least you owned up to it, but... You got that touchdown scored on you. You're stupid. Luckily, it was the last touchdown of the game for the Hurricanes, and Clemson just, you know, dominated the game like I thought they would. But yeah, Kentucky beat Mississippi State. You know, the whole loss to Mississippi State at the beginning of the year is starting to get worse every week because Kentucky won 24-2. 24-2. Do you understand how embarrassing that is? I'm actually going to need to check something really quickly because I'm not sure how those two points came. We know they didn't come from the offense because an offense can never score... Well, no, it can score a safety. I've seen it happen before. Uh, that weird play where the Rams guy, he went... He picked the ball off in the end zone and then he came out of the end zone and then he went back into the end zone and was tackled for a safety. That's two points for the offense. But the... Mississippi State Bulldogs managed to score those two points on a weird safety thingy that I'm not 100% sure how it happened. Let's take a look. Okay. Illegal kicking. Oh. Okay. Ball. That's funny. Anyway. Here's what else is funny. <laughs> we lost to a team 44-34 that in the last two games has scored a total of 16 points. I'm not dead. I'm not dead on the inside. Nope. I'm not feeling like that. Bo Pelini isn't getting overpaid. Nope. 2.3 million a year. That's totally not too much money for Bo Pelini. It's not like he can't scheme worth a damn. Bo. Please. Stop. Stop. I wish we had Dave Aranda, the defensive genius. Although there's one thing that Baylor uh, can't defend against, and that is COVID, as they've had their next game postponed, their game against Oklahoma State, because they have, what, 42 players with it? Yeah, they have like an outbreak and a half. It's huge. It's terrible. Oh, they also apparently couldn't defend enough against West Virginia to keep themselves from losing. And then UTEP and Louisiana Tech. Hey, what do you know? Louisiana Tech won 21-17. Now, 
before we go on, there was one game last night that was kind of saddening. Lafayette, uh, University of Louisiana, Lafayette, ULL, they lost their first game of the season to Coastal Carolina, 30-27. to Coastal hit a game-winning field goal uh, with four seconds remaining. It is Coastal Carolina's first ever win against an AP-ranked team. They've only been an FBS team for a few years now. Um, I think since 2017, because... I'm trying to remember what year they won the College World Series, because that was also the first year of an FBS of their FBS transition. Anyway, let's talk about something that isn't that. Let's talk about Kentucky versus Tennessee. If Tennessee loses that game, shame on them. Pitt and Miami. Did you know Pitt was ranked and then they lost? Yeah, they're playing Miami. Miami should beat them. Auburn, South Carolina. Auburn, you got to win that game. You just got to win it. Louisville and Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a much better team. UCF and Memphis. Ooh. A lot of te- a lot of people are picking UCF. But I have one qualm with that. Um, It's a home game for Memphis. A. B. Uh, UCF, lol. You, you just... I don't know what to say about him. I'm picking Memphis. I'm going to probably be wrong about that, but I'm picking Memphis. I don't care. A&M and Mississippi State. We'll see how that game happens, but I think Texas A&M wins it. Watch me be completely wrong. It's North Carolina and Florida State. North Carolina, if you lose this game, you're trash. Then there's Georgia and Alabama. Uh, Alabama's a better football team. But they don't have Nick Saban on the sidelines, so maybe... You know who might be head coach? Acting head coach? Steve Sarkeesian. I'm sorry, just... Steve Sarkeesian? Oof. Just just mega oof. But you should beat Georgia. But by how many? With what score? I don't know. Oh, yeah, they didn't mention that one on there, the Alabama Ole Miss game. So let me talk about that for a few seconds. Uh, Lol, Alabama gave up more points than LSU did. But they also scored more points than LSU did, so that doesn't help things. Yeah, 48 points. They gave up 48 points in like 600-something yards to Ole Miss. It was the most points they've, I think, ever given up to an unranked opponent. Uh, and it was the highest scoring game in the history of the Alabama football program by one whole point. The previous record was a game from the 1910s in which Alabama won 110-0 over Marion Military Institute. Or Academy. One of the two. Don't question why I know these things. I just do. It's because ESPN stats and info is really cool, isn't it? So yeah, Alabama, will they beat Georgia 110-0? to No, that's an unreasonable thing to think. Why would you ever think that? Oh my god, you're so crazy. No, they're going to probably beat them like, well, considering they have no defense. I'll say they'll put up 45, but that's only because Georgia's going to have to put up like 30. Is 38 a reasonable number? Yeah, it's five touchdowns and a field goal. Yep. Now... There's one left, one left for us to do. And that one left is, okay, hold on. There's one other thing I got to get through. Uh, okay, one thing left, underdog pick them. 
then we'll be done with this episode, which is clocking in at 47 minutes right now, and it'll probably be around the hour mark. Sorry about that if you didn't want to hear me ramble and ramble for so long. Let's see what we have from last week. How well did we do? How many points did we get? I ain't in the top 10. I'm number 12 now because I'm an idiot. Because I only got a whole six points. See, if you were lucky and <laughs> someone probably picked Missouri to beat LSU, that person makes me want to... <laughs> anyway. So. Uh, yeah, six points. So, if you were the best player, you picked Missouri to beat LSU, and you got 20 points. Then, you got nine points from NC State beating Virginia for a total of 29. And then... Nine and an eight for Kansas State over TCU, which is a total of 37. 37 was the best possible score you could make last week um, from the game's results. Let's look at my week seven picks, which there's a lot of them. There's a lot of games coming up. Uh, the biggest underdog in terms of these is UMass who is playing Georgia Southern. They are 29-point underdogs. Eastern Kentucky is 28-point underdogs at Troy. And Georgia Tech's 27-point underdogs versus Clemson. None of those teams will win. Hot take, I know. Watch me be wrong and UMass actually beats Georgia Southern. (laughs) It won't happen, but still. We're 13-point underdogs at Florida. Yeah, well, we would be, but the game isn't happening, so we don't have to worry about that. What do we have to worry about? Florida, International, and Charlotte. Seven-point underdogs. Uh, I have Memphis winning, but I don't know if I want to necessarily put three points down and not have more later. Uh, Pitt and Florida, Kentucky and Texas. UTSA versus Army. I think UTSA could beat them. Uh, that's a seven points if I get that. Uh, Louisiana Tech and Marshall. Question mark. I think Florida International Charlotte could be interesting uh, to go for. And then I'm going to take my Memphis Central Florida upset pick that I already have. So if I am perfect, three for three on my week seven picks in college football, I'll have 17 more points. And hopefully I get all 17. And so with all of that, um, that's going to do it for this week. Um, Hope you enjoyed this. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at capital B-E-N, capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S-P-O-R-T-S. Find me on Instagram at B-Schluter-L-A. Um, the next episode of Normal Outward Thoughts will be out by Saturday. Don't know what topic it'll be on, so uh, stick around for that. And until then, I have been Ben Schluter. These have been some Outward Thoughts. Until next time, bye-bye.